welcome to another episode of In Another World, a pop culture podcast. I am your host, Zachary Landolt, and I'm so happy to have you here for another edition of TV Tuesdays, where every Tuesday we do only TV-related content. Can you imagine? And right now we are continuing through a rewatch of the NBC musical series Smash, and we have arrived at episode 9 called Hell on Earth. And I'm so thrilled to have returning guest Joey Moser, who is becoming a Smash regular around here, to dig into all of this week's shenanigans. But as always, before we dive into me and Joey's chat about the episode, let's listen to the original promo for Smash Season 1, Episode 9, Hell on Earth. I'm not apologizing to anyone. You go behind my back. Are you in or are you out? I got it! She booked a national commercial. She got that? You're nothing special! There are thousands of girls just like you! Fates will be decided. You wanna tell me what's going on? It wasn't anything. Do not tell me it wasn't anything! You're about to go on. Hello and welcome to another edition of TV Tuesdays where we are continuing our journey through the NBC series Smash and I welcome back to the show again Joey Moser to get into episode 9 Hell on Earth. You're uh, like you're like um that guest that's always on like a late night talk show we're like wow they're on the show a lot. And they're I feeling. sort of uh I feel like that really persistent person who just doesn't go away. <laughs> sort of like a cockroach energy when it comes to Smash. So. Guess who? <laughs> Guess who? Like, oh my god! I came here right at the right time. Oh my god, yes, I will be on your podcast. I just feel like you have the level of obsession that I need from guests to talk about the show. I don't think you... I don't think um, <laughs> you... I mean, I will point out, I don't know if people know this or saw it or we mentioned it, but like the, when you tweeted out <laughs> that you were looking for people to guest on your podcast about smash like like 30 seconds later i was like me oh it was very it was a fast reaction yeah i was that i'm sure zach was like okay <laughs> okay honey okay bitch <laughs> i do someone, I smash. I someone has seen my... smash we get it <laughs> i can't find my uh like 2013 uh smash calendar i can't find it it's up smash here somewhere that I haven't opened yet, but I was going to open it because, you know, enough time has passed since <laughs> the year that it was originally published for that it could <laughs> you know, still work. I never think about doing that. Oh, yeah. I do that all the time. Oh, oh wow. It's here somewhere. I was very, if you um, missed your year, it'll come back to you eventually. You just yeah. gotta be patient. <laughs> I do. When I did that interview with Jesse Mueller and, and Megan Hildead, that was like the first thing I opened. It was like, thank you for doing a podcast with us. Hi, Megan. I have a Smash calendar. That was She's some like, expert name dropping. Thank you. <laughs> when I was interviewing Jesse Mueller I know. I hate myself. So. Oh my I hate God. myself as much as everyone else does. <laughs> And you'd be like, uh, I just interviewed. Do you watch Pose? The guy who plays Angel. Watch- I'm like, no, get out of here. Like, uh. Well, not the not Angel, <laughs> Poppy. <laughs> I was thinking of his real oh, name. Oh, his uh his real name. I got, I got confused for a second. Um but yeah, this isn't about Pose. So we're <laughs> talking about Smash. Um I, I think this is one of the like textbook like filler episodes of Smash season one. It's called Hell on First. Earth. 
worst episodes. <laughs> it's it's a weird episode because there are like exciting things that happen or like very dramatic things that happen, but then there's so much like secondary plot lines that just are like go no actually go nowhere yeah it's just weird or are unneeded completely unneeded or they go nowhere so you're just like what what was this for to what end it's sort of like the bones of this episode are necessary to move like major plot points a little further which we will um but it was sort of just like this could have been a special 20 minute episode of smash None of the music is necessary. Um, oh, oh my God. We'll get into that. Um, this is one of the, yeah, we'll get to that. I won't say that. I'll wait till we get to it. Um, but there's a lot of, they actually do something with Ivy's character that I'm not sure they are actually, I'm not sure if they know that they're taking a char- this character in a direction that could uh, make audiences uh, hate her as much as they do. I feel like this is responsible for a lot of people who, when they get, you know, faced with the Ivy slash Karen argument, which I assume everyone does like do all the time. Um, yeah. They say, well, Ivy's a bitch. I assume. Well, not, and the writing is not fair yeah. because they write Karen to be Miss Pollyanna. It's like, oh, it's just here to do something nice for you. I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh my God. fuck you. God. Like, never has an episode of television hinged so desperately on a um you know mistaken identity involving sunglasses oh my god okay oh well, okay i also love before i get into the actual like you know breakdown of the episode there is a moment that happens at the very like beginning of the episode where i was just like what okay so karen's trying on different sunglasses for her audition and she's like dev dev um first reaction what do you think and like i can't remember he says it was the first one but then the second one is like slut and i was like what i I actually (laughs) wrote down slut question mark he's like kiko's like "Mm, slut Have you ever looked like, at someone okay. and said, oh my god, she looks great, but those sunglasses are slutty ear. <laughs> sunglasses. You can't go out of the house with those slutty sunglasses on. March your ass right up back upstairs, young lady. I wish I could remember what you said about the first ones, but it was just like, mm, he's like, mm. uh, I can't remember what he says, it's but it's it. like, he's like, slut. <laughs> he says it in a very, um, gross male sort of like gross dude way of saying it you know like, no oh it was very like okay dev was is this who you are now he barely exists in this episode which is kind of what i asked of him last week so i guess they listened <laughs> to me well my last i was like he doesn't need to be on the show as much as he is so i did at you least know, appreciate that i feel like this is when uh Again, another because I mean they cut two actors from the second season. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. They're just like so. We can't have this person on 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 there anymore. Maybe they're just like, oh, you you called her a slut for sunglasses. Can have you on NBC? This was the turn for his character when he said slut to the sunglasses. I was like, Dev is not. Yeah, is not, he uh, says. <laughs> I pulled it up. Oh God, where is it? What does he say to her? What does he say to her? He says like, "Oh, girl next door." Your girl first next, door. next door. Okay. It's like these are like slut, slut. 
the most sneering, gross way. Also, did I even like? There are certain sunglasses where I'd be like, "Ooh, you're such a slut," but like, they're not even those type of sunglasses. They're just big. They they're actually just... also look almost exactly the same. <laughs> just well, to you screenshot know. it. On it's all Amazon. the same. But like you know, like when you try to screenshot Amazon, the picture disappears. But um, but the subtitle of <laughs> it saying "slut" is still there. Slut. Also, slut. I'm like, God, could you be beating us over the head with like a theme? Like this one's girl next door. This one is slut. I'm like, okay, we get it. We see what's happening. Only options. <laughs> that's that's oh, what. Man. That's what women are allowed to be. Did you know that? Either girl next door or a slut. Reminds me of um, the Sex and the City movie. Like, the only two costumes for women. Witch or sexy kitten? Sexy kitten. And I was like, oh my god. Oh, you said <laughs> a mouthful there, sister. You said a mouthful there, sister. <laughs> I hate it when, it when something, when a piece of uh, media tells me something is like uh, insightful. Like, I don't, I don't even told that. I'll tell you decided, if it's insightful. We decided to not have any subtext. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who needs subtext? Not me. We don't. We want to guide the audience. <laughs> our hands. Oh, man. Slut. Well, as I said, we are covering see, episode, season nine. There was not a season nine <laughs> Can episode. Can you imagine? <laughs> episode nine. Actually, season one episode pro- we would be on season nine right now, wouldn't we? Because it debuted. In- that, you know, yes. Oh, about wishful full. thinking, putting it out. Oh, God, I wish. I wish the show was still on, like Grey's Anatomy. Oh. <laughs> uh, like, they uh, do a musical about, I don't even know, The Room. Like, we're, we're get really, we get really into it. They run out of Straight at the bottom of the barrel. Which, by the way, can I com- connect it to a completely non-sequitur thing that I thought of while I was sure. watching The Nanny? Sure. I kept thinking, um, because Maxwell Sheffield is a Broadway producer. There's like, there's the threat. There's the. I've been watching a lot of Nanny, so in my brain, it's all tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you notice, um, like, almost every other episode, he's like, producing a play, and I was like, that is not how the Broadway season works, guys. Like, that is. D- d- is there no slight consultant on that? I was like, are you doing? <laughs> Broadway stuff. I need a little bit of context here. Well, it's always like we're doing a revival of Oliver, and I'm like, okay, like I don't care. Or like when two episodes they're like we're doing Annie Get Your Gun, and I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying to me, Maxwell Sheffield? I'm so glad that you understand my. Um, oh, I think about that all the time. Where he's like, oh no, my investor for my new play. I'm like, new play? How much money do you have, bitch? <laughs> I guess he's supposed to be rich, but I'm like, damn, okay, good grief. Okay, Scott Rudin. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> away from the Sheffield residence <laughs> and into the apartment of uh, Karen Cartwright. So, <laughs> again, we are on episode nine, Hell on Earth. Uh, the episode opens, and we see Karen and Ivy both preparing for an audition that turns out to be the same audition. For a very green screen heavy orange juice commercial. They bump into each other as Ivy arrives late for her audition slot. And before Ivy can even enter the audition room, she gets the door shut in her face and overhears the casting director say how perfect Karen was, which is just like a typical Karen. Typical Karen. Um, then, oh, this part's wild. Okay. At Julia's home, 
Uh, as she's leaving to go to work, Frank asks her to let her know where the adoption papers that she needs to sign were. She says, yeah, they're by the bed. And then he accidentally comes, stumble upon some suspicious sheet music that will inadvertently expose her affair with Michael Swift. How would she not, why would this be out? Why is this just out in the house? Maybe she's like looking at it longingly while she- <laughs> While she touches herself. That's what while I she thought. she sings, touch me. <laughs> oh, she's god. like god i hated that song but it's so catchy she's about oh my god yeah. oh, what if like god. that night i wanted the, the last scene of last week's episode just be all of them in bed later that going <laughs> like oh, fuck it is catchy god what an earworm that is son of a bitch god damn you ryan tanner <laughs> ryan tanner yeah but do you, do you think this was her like trying to almost subliminally like she wanted to get caught no i think she's dumb I just uh, think she's done. No, I just think she's done. Also, this is a woman say, who. This is a woman who showed up for an affair in a pajama top at the rehearsal space. You know what I mean? Like, like this is... will do. Just like um, I, I, <laughs> I um think that um also the discovery of it. I was like, wow, you gotta give it to Frank. First of all, plays the piano. Um, second of all, um, can really unlike other characters on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, or the writers sometimes, or the director, um, can infer from the context of the song, like, wow, way to connect those dots, Frank. Let me take off your, you know, detective hat real quick. She needs to have a lie no ready. No inkling that he suspected anything. Any- she should have had like a lie ready where she's like, oh, um, when I was doing research on Marilyn Monroe, I read that she used to meet Joe DiMaggio on the Brooklyn Bridge. So I was thinking- In the rehearsal the, the space, Brooklyn I mean, Brooklyn Bridge. Bridge. <laughs> like- it was just so funny yeah but i love like it's not he's bad yeah, at cheating. It's, that's what you're saying it's v vague but he's like oh she's i mean i guess he doesn't instantly go like are you having an affair it's just kind of like what's going on here what's with this weird song because it doesn't yeah. help that like when when he confronts her about later she goes strange like um everything's fine i'm gonna leave the room now and i'm like well that's not suspicious <laughs> she's like where's leo and it's like well we're talking um, about no, no, leo leo Oh god. Yeah, mom, what? Mom. Smoking weed. Mom, what's happening? Mom. <laughs> oh, uh, but let's not skip ahead to that. Okay, so as if that wasn't bad news enough, across town, Tom receives even more shocking news. The hot lawyer he's seeing is da 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 a Republican. And this, let me tell you, when <laughs> when he turned out to be a Republican, I'm like, Tom, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, get out of here. Um, context of, uh, you know, if this would have taken, if we were on the season nine of Smash, um, that would have had such a visceral reaction from anyone. They're like, he's a Republican. Like, they would set his car on fire. Um, oh, what a time where, you know, political differences were fine. Oh, the tree, like, oh, Tom, don't be silly. What is it? Doesn't, doesn't Julia say, well, give him a chance? Yeah, oh, she totally does. She's like, Oh, Tom, don't you be, think you're being a little more judgmental? I'm like, what? Excuse me. This is 2012. It's not that long ago. It's not like it's 2005. Yeah. This was what, uh, after, I mean, Obama was in office. Uh, yeah, like this. Mm, yeah, uh, mm, yeah, anyway. Ooh, okay. This this was my other favorite part of the first part of the episode. So we cut to the creative team going over potential stars that could play Marilyn. I have the example list of a few that I heard. Anna Paquin, Anna Ferris, or Kate Winslet. And then t- Wait. T- Derek going, Kate Winslet, really? <laughs> 
he is not a fan of Mayor of Easttown. He, well, no, he was not a fan of the Raider. He didn't like any of it. Um, she released a, she released a single. She can sing. She can sing. She released. She's been considered for a few movie musicals. She just hasn't been cast. In she was in a movie musical. Um, well, I mean, but like a real one. Okay, you don't you would consider romance and cigarettes a real musical. <laughs> because it's like her singing with a radio and you can like kind of hear her voice but not like it's like you know i want a proper music because i heard that she was considered for into the woods to play the witch i heard that she auditioned for les mis i also heard that she was up for something else what would have been what would have been it was something else like it was something like mid 2000s (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, rent. She was really wanted to play Maureen. Um, um what uh I want an ultra Hollywood film version of Rent where it was just like all these <laughs> celebrities like, could sort of sing. just mean better. They could sort she, of sing the part. <laughs> I think I mean I would have been fine with her if she was in like Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, yeah. Um as what? She, I don't know, whatever. She could have like she could have done like a part, like if she auditioned for Lame Miss, like, did you know? I'm not sure if you or anyone out there watches Ted Lasso. Um, uh, I don't, because I, I that's a show that I keep seeing ads for, and I'm like, eh, do I care? Oh, it's so good. Is it actually good? So good. It's it's a very um, uh, it's a very heartwarming, earnest show. I highly recommend it. Um, it's uh, but Hannah Waddingham, who's on that show, mm-hmm. uh, she was in. I did not know this until like three weeks ago that she was in Les Mis. She was one of the the um, uh, bitchy seamstresses who give Anne Hathaway a really hard time. So I was like, oh my, because I saw people online, like, oh my God, she's from Canada. Yeah. And I was like, she's in a lot of other stuff, guys. That's one of the, like, oh my God, can you believe that the chick from Dead Lazo was, she can sing. She did a musical. And I was like, she sings on the show. You guys are paying attention. I'm about to eat this. I'm on the news. <laughs> oh my god can you imagine if it was something just like kate winslet um like as yeah just the the lead <laughs> seamstress it's like is that is that that is kate winslet that is her like what really what, what? well the camera would be so close to her face you couldn't like not know it's kate winslet you know, anything about lame is close <laughs> like, i'm so is- sorry Actually, Les Mis came out the year this was coming out. So, like, very, so we're in the same universe uh, timeline wise. Um, But yeah, what do you think about these potential Marilyns? Like, Anna, can you imagine an Anna Paquin as Marilyn Monroe? Can you imagine an Anna Ferris Marilyn? I want to see that. I would love I want to see that. (laughs) She, um, I'm Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. And she's like physical comedy Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) And she has like, you I know what I Ferris. want? Oh God! I want Jennifer Coolidge as Marilyn Monroe. <gasps> I'm Marilyn Monroe. But everyone else has to play completely straight. Like it has. Some like me hot. <laughs> <laughs> but she, uh, poor Anna Ferris. I mean, at least she would um, not have. Um, I've always thought that Anna Ferris. Maybe it's just in the House Bunny. Um, oh, I love the House Bunny. I love that movie. She, um, the whole time, I was like, how is she a Playboy Bunny and, like, not have any chapstick? Like, the entire movie, she was just chap lips. I was like, I don't understand, but I would love to see. Uh, like, put some lip gloss in that girl. It's going to help with the character. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love Another that physical layer. Love. <laughs> just... Oh, man. Um, oh, we also see Eileen, again, telling Tom and Julia to please come up with a title for this show. <laughs> 
And Derek lets Eileen know that he will not continue working on our not can oh my god, can't speak today. And Derek lets Eileen know he won't agree to continuing the hunt for a star to play Maryland until there's actually a finished script. What a novel idea. Who knew? We're we're bare bones basic things. We need a title and we need um a script. We need the um, basics. Untitled um it should just be called Untitled Marilyn Fragments, the musical. <laughs> Fragments of Marilyn, pieces of me, pieces oh. of Marilyn. <laughs> oh. oh, man. And later that night, we finally see Julia and Frank come face to face to discuss what he found, which leads us into our first clip from the episode. And share the bliss. It's the only time we get to sing on the show. Of one more kiss. Like begging to sing on the show. Upon the Brooklyn Bridge. What? Where did you find that? By your side of the bed. Here, you sing it. No. Oh, it's a misfire. I think it's pretty good. Here, why don't you sing it? I'm really tired. Julia, wait. Marilyn Monroe on the Brooklyn Bridge. Do you want to tell me what's going on? Nothing. You liar. Where's Leo? He's not here. I found that thing. That's it. And I knew, I knew. You don't know. I knew enough to get the kid out of the house so I could find out, find out what the hell is going on. Nothing's going on. It's over. Is it? Yes. Make it best. It was Michael, wasn't it? I thought when I saw you two at the workshop, but then I thought, God, no, she wouldn't. She wouldn't. That's just not even possible. That's what I thought. It wasn't anything. Julia, please don't. I don't want to hear all the stupid things that people say at moments like this. It was something. It was total betrayal of me and Leo and 18 years of marriage. It was a betrayal of everything. Do not tell me it wasn't anything. That that is just that is that's disgusting that you would say that. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. I mean it. I'm so so sorry. Sorry is so that sorry is not good enough. Frank, I don't know what else to say. I didn't want it to happen. It was an accident. It happened. An accident. Oh, please, I don't know how to talk about. Neither this. do I. Okay. 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 Ooh, almost, yes. <laughs> on almost a domestic situation. That was a domestic moment. Uh, <laughs> last also, it's a really whatever comment Simon Warp saying probably. But I watched so many Will and Grace bloopers that sometimes when Deborah Bessing is crying, she I'm makes sorry. the same noise that she makes when <sighs> she's breaking, which is like, Do you please get it. And it's so <laughs> that I think like, is she laughing? She laughing at him? Oh, God. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel like in the middle there, they, yeah. um, I feel like in the middle, they sort of like have an improv section. <laughs> They're just like, but I don't know. You think, you think it was also some improv, improv session? But like in the middle when it's just like, <laughs> hey, just, um. Right. No, it gets very like. Is someone gonna have a line? Or yeah, it was like, just, what's going on? Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's oh, just man. like, is it? I was, <laughs> like, I was like, you're saying, oh, because for a while it's just like, oh, he's taking this very well. Oh no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
do you do you think he had a normal reaction or an elevator like uh, what would you think of frank's um um well considering the dialogue is from every single other um <laughs> you know cheating confrontational scene mm. um Mm. that yes it was a normal reaction <laughs> it was a normal reaction a normal meaning uh typical um but i do think the emotion of the scene sort of goes from zero to a hundred in two seconds yeah it definitely does build there that kind of bothered me um yeah well specifically later when like he leaves leaves mm-hmm. i'm just like dude like you're traumatizing your child right now, first of all. Yeah. He's like, Dad, don't leave. <laughs> He's just like, fuck you, Leo. Don't I'm leaving go. anyway. Dude, don't go. God. Dad, fuck. I'm going to have to smoke more weed. <laughs> For myself. It's not the same. I have to pretend you're not. It's not the same. <laughs> oh, my God. Mom, Dad's <laughs> leaving. He's going like he's he's so like dopey. Ooh. His voice is so dopey on the show. Um, like, but his vo- this voice is different than any other time. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it, this is not how he normally sounds. Watch like, him in other things, people, because like he actually is not bad. But like something about this script, I don't know if he was trying. <laughs> I don't know if he was just like really trying to be like naturalistic or something. I'm gonna be like a teen, like a real teen. I'm like. No, I need some pizzazz. I need some some acting pizzazz from you. This is boring. This is killing me. Also, like you betrayed me. You betrayed Leo. I'm like, okay. I don't think I don't think you were fair anything to do with Leo. I don't think she was like, fuck. I really shouldn't fuck him. But Leo would be so upset. (laughs) (laughs) What would Leo think? What would Leo think? Mom, what? Mom, stop fucking Michael. Mom, stop fucking Michael. Mom. Hey, Michael, you want to come look at the stuff in my room? <laughs> he always was like, hey, Michael. Are you my real dad? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, like, I don't know what it's like to be cheated on. I've never been cheated on, which I guess is lucky. But he, especially for them having such a... a They've been married for like what, like at least like probably close to twenty years or something. Yeah. yeah, like I just I guess I don't I don't know I don't know. I'm like, is this the right reaction? Is this like he doesn't like he doesn't say like anything. I don't know. It's just weird. It's, yeah, it goes from like just zero. I guess zero to hundred is like the best way to put it. I have nothing. I have nothing of nuance to add to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's I, also it just it felt like every bad drama you've seen like every bad stage play you've seen about like when someone cheats it's just like yeah. don't tell me it was nothing it was something it was everything we're like yeah it's just you're sick is it is sick that she would say that i'm like whoa okay okay or disgusting is it disgusting yeah gross <laughs> gross it's so gross that you would say that so gross oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> I could watch an entire three-act play about just, like, a gay couple that, like, finds out when they're cheating on a party. Like, just, like, a whole play about that. Let's write it. Let's write the play. Let's do okay, it. Cool. Sounds good. Um, I'll get started on that. 
Oh, man. So uh, the next day we see Karen who has booked the orange juice commercial. Oh, wait, actually, I lied. There is one more thing I meant to mention. Just to, I find her hilarious. So Karen goes to her her day job that sometimes she goes to. And yeah. I love, I I wish I could follow her for the whole series. Her bitchy coworker who's just like, <laughs> she's so bitter like i i imagine she came to new york to be an actress much like karen because mm-hmm. every time karen talks about anything she's always like well that's going nowhere <laughs> yeah plays have a way of just like doing nothing for a while like she's just she's so, she's so negative every time karen i also feel like her. she um hates being the manager to work around at all these actors schedules <laughs> and she probably has to work all the time because these bitches drop their um you know chefs to go on auditions maybe that's it she gets in her 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 hits where she can get them you know like yeah so i remember when karen she's like oh did you hear back about that audition like now she's like oh well that's not good (laughs) she's always like she's incredibly condescending and really passive aggressive about it it's like oh wow good luck yeah those things are a way of like going from like (laughs) to nowhere (laughs) really fast (laughs) i'm like okay you could like calm down um but yeah we get the okay so this episode has a bunch of shit i don't care about and namely (laughs) the number one thing is this entire sequence of karen doing this like green screen first of all she's in a green screen suit that's covering everything but her face. Very RuPaul's Drag Race season 13. I was reading for us. You know, like, it's it's very oh, that. I'm doing um, that right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's also, like, why is only your face showing? Like, what's the rest of you going to be? Like, yeah. And we never even get to see what the commercial looks like. So it's all for nothing. Like, there's no more payoff with this commercial other than, like, Karen buys a bag with the money from it, which, you know... I appreciate they paid her so fast because let me tell you, sometimes it takes a while. Yeah, it's, but like, what, what do you think of this whole orange juice moment? Did you? Do we need any of this? No, <laughs> no. I uh, I feel like if um, if uh, Ivy saw what she actually had to do, like, like oh, not the final product, but just like what, like if she knew, maybe she didn't know it was a green. Screen whatever commercial and by the way who um maybe i think well, hold on let me finish that actual original thought. I, I think ivy probably would have been like oh god thank god i didn't do that um that would have been that would have sucked but um i always wonder um what did karen do in the audition room that made them think oh she's perfect for a green screen suit yeah like the only thing i could think of is maybe they just wanted like bubbly and nice like nice and like you know some i don't know i'm a floating head (laughs) this is what i came to new york to do i came to be an orange or or a sun (laughs) or a piece of corn in sunglasses god i love corn dog and hot dogs i wish every time we saw her eating at home she was just like eating a hot dog at the counter Or if, like, you saw, like, the trash can, which is piles upon piles of ears of corn. <laughs> That's what I wish. Dev opens a closet, corn cobs just come, like, flying. <laughs> like, Karen, did you go grocery shopping? <laughs> He's like, I don't see any hot dogs in here. I only see corn. I didn't have hot dogs. I had to get sausage dogs. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, okay, man. Um, <laughs> I can literally make fun of this for hours. <laughs> 
As Karen needs a hot dog. That could be a whole like mini series. Karen just go. Karen needs a hot dog. Karen gets a hot dog. Um, oh, we also see Frank show up outside of Michael's rehearsal to confront him about the affair, and Michael accidentally lets slip that this wasn't the first time that he had. First of all, wow. I love that he not only says like <laughs> nothing helpful, but actually just makes things worse. Like, listen, man, it shouldn't have happened the first time. <laughs> I wanted like a moment where he's like, what did I say? Um, yeah, and he ends up with Frank's fist hitting his face like a grenade. So take it back to the Bruno Mars musical. Um, <laughs> I hate you so much. Yeah, I had to say it. Um, uh, oh. You can hate me. That's fine. Later that night, we see Ellis having used his connections to get a meeting with a certain movie star's personal assistant. Ellis says he will get some material from the musical to give to the movie star named Rebecca Duvall. Dun, dun, dun. And she will be still waiting to be cast. <laughs> we are working. Oh, no, her, she, she appears in this episode. Well, she appears on a computer screen. True, true, true. It's they all things that could have been fixed later. They, yeah, they could have done that in post-production. I'm convinced. Do you think they, who do you think they called other than Uma Thurman? Do you think they called like, anyone else? If you had to like guesstimate, oh. like someone they might have called. Someone that, someone that could have done this. Well, the thing is, what's kind of difficult about that <laughs> is you don't, this is such like a mixture of stage actors. Right, but not right also. Yeah. So, I mean, they could have just picked, like, a famous stage actress. Um, sure, it could have been, like... But I guess they want a movie star, but, like, I guess they could have used, like, a stage star as the part. Yeah. It's yeah. it's tricky, because, like, Uma oh, Thurman, I actually remember at the time being like, wow, they got Uma Thurman for this? But it was a, a sort of, like, a, a dip in her uh, career. It wasn't, like, one of the, like, most upswinging moments. Um, spoiler after... alert, it's Uma Thurman. <laughs> For those who don't know, it's Uma Thurman. Whoa! I wonder if in the IMDb trivia if it says anything about the casting. Mm. We also get this scene where Eileen stages an elaborate fake meeting with another director in front of in front of Broadway critic and gay drama queen Michael Riedel, who appears as himself um, to make Derek jealous to sign on to stay with the show. And we also meet up with Tom, who goes to meet Sam, Ivy, and dancers Bobby and Jessica for drinks, hoping to finally cut through the tension since letting Ivy go from the musical as we head into our next clip. Are you just so excited? I'm thrilled. Love a clip. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad you came. Well, thanks for the call. How was she? Why don't you ask her yourself? Last time I saw her, I broke her heart. She must hate me. I hate no, me. She doesn't hate you. Let me get a drink. Then I'll go say hi. Good plan. Two beers? Uh, I'd like a glass of wine. <clears throat> Sauvignon Blanc. I am gay. <laughs> what, he's gonna ignore me now? Uh, That's classic. He'll come over. You know, Tommy, she's been sensitive. He wasn't so sensitive he couldn't fire me. Ugh, chasing after movie stars. It's so lame. It's a musical. It's a new American musical. Why can't the song be the star? Hmm. Why can't I be the star? Mm-hmm. Did you guys hear about Karen? She booked a national commercial for orange juice. How does she do that? She just walks into this city with that Midwestern, Midwestern moon face and lands face. everything. She didn't land Marilyn. Neither did I. 
I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Bye, V. Oh, you are in so much trouble. <laughs> oh, man. Wesley Taylor. First of all, can I say, is there anything actually more accurate or game of him being like, oh, by the way, did you hear about Karen? Okay, national uh... commercial. I'm like, he is he is stirring the pot. And he's like, what? What do I do? I actually hate the way that he says the phrase orange juice. It's just, orange like, juice. That, like, the, what, that smirky, like, National commercial pause for orange. for orange juice. It's like the most salacious way that anyone has ever said. That or it's before. so like like for orange juice. I'm like, I'm sorry, are you above orange juice money? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly not. Um, I also want to, um, at some point in my life, insult somebody by using the phrase Midwestern moon face. Oh, they're Midwestern moon face. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Iowa. I feel like she actually, Karen, should just be walking around in a t-shirt that constantly just says Iowa. Like a red shirt with <laughs> Iowa, in case we didn't remember. What is her nickname? Hey, Iowa. As if hey, she's the Iowa. only person that's ever tried to make it on Broadway from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> down midwestern moon face i'm sorry I was very, yeah. midwestern moon face. Oh, God. Oh. But, like, this, is, this is like sort of what i mean where they like sort of really start pushing that ivy is like aggressively like mean and oh, i yeah, feel like that, mean. that is like a choice i was like okay so you they're like pushing her in a direction that i feel like they don't know um <clears throat> not aware of how much how tv her. audiences work yeah it's sort of just <laughs> like i mean if we were on the ninth season of smash they would just be like oh my god she's the one if we were in season nine of smash they would have this figured out by now uh, they'd still be they'd still be fighting for the same part some other part that like only one of them is like obviously like it'd be like i want to see the flip of this where like they're auditioning there for... isn't a flip it megan doesn't play anything <laughs> Like <laughs> I can't. Like, I need to see. I need to see Megan Hilty in a drama about a girl from the South who may or may not have voted um, for Republicans in all of oh. gems. Oh. I can't even. Or yeah, I can't. Um, we're 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 casting for the musical adaptation of Leslie Ann Warren's life and it's between Karen Cartwright and <laughs> Megan Hilty. I love Leslie Ann Warren. I would never make Catholic free Leslie Ann Warren so I, I apologize for that. Um, actually I grew up on Leslie Ann Warren because we used to watch the Cinderella with Leslie Ann Warren. Mm-hmm. Like that was like that was like our Cinderella until the Brandy one came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so funny people talk about ah, I love the Brandy Cinderella. I'm like it's very good but have you ever seen the uh Leslie and Warren one gets an insane cast. It's got some crazy people in it. It's like Celeste Holmes, Ginger Rogers, Walter Pigeon, <laughs> like it's like uh, Pat Carroll who played Ursula in Little in Little Mermaid. Um, I like how you uh, I like how you say um, that, that. I just forgot the name of the actor you just said. Walter Pigeon. Walter Pigeon. Walter Pigeon. Walter Pigeon. You said his name as if you were standing in line to get your SSI check cash. Well, I just feel like... <laughs> well, I feel like his voice is always like, what are you doing? <laughs> I knew him from Funny Girl for the longest time, so I always heard him like, Fatty! 
buddy. Oh God! <laughs> wow, we're going on. A, we're going on a roll. We're all over the place. Uh, okay. Oh, also, why do they keep pushing this goddamn narrative with Sam and and Tom, where it's like, <clears throat> maybe you're a beer homosexual, but I'm a Sauvignon Blanc homosexual. It's like. Please don't drink beer, silly. Olivia goes, <clears throat> a white wine. Please. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me let me let me clear my throat so you know exactly. I mean, it is it is kind of gay. I mean, I will say I've, I've seen people literally do that. I will confirm that I, as a shocking <laughs> a gay man, um, oh, you gay? I drink. I, you I, gay, bro? I, I have known to uh, smack a penis or two. Smack. <laughs> like, you know ah! you're supposed to. You're not supposed to smack. <laughs> I didn't say it was good at being gay. <laughs> no, they uh I I definitely drink. There's one kind of Sauvignon Blanc that I drink all the time. So I actually don't like Sauvignon Blanc. He needs to be more of a Chardonnay drinker right now. This is more of a Chardonnay. I'm more of a Sauvignon. It's like kidding. This is like kidding like a I'm more of a Moscato. <laughs> I, I like I like adult grape grape juice. That's the white grape, grape juice. juice. Yes. That, that's There's like enough is. sugar in it to put you in a diabetic coma. Oh man. Uh, well, now we go into like our big like uh oh switcheroo moment where we're back at Karen's place, and while she's showing off her new designer bag she bought, she realizes that she accidentally grabbed Ivy's expensive Mark Jacobs sunglasses instead of her basic slut ones when they bumped into each other at the audition. Um, we then see Derek bolt into Eileen's office, upset with the stunt she pulled, but ultimately it worked, and he agrees to stay with the show for now, but tells her to get him a star. Uh, we then see Ellis go to meet movie star Rebecca Duvall's assistant with the Maryland materials. The assistant agrees to help convince her to make the show a priority in exchange for Ellis's penis. Later, Tom attends the hot lawyer boyfriend's yeah. Republican fundraiser, looking cartoonishly uncomfortable. I will say, like, like <laughs> granted, ooh, ooh. would I be uncomfortable? Yes, but he's just like, mm, hi. <laughs> oh, he's, he's making so many little, little, like, just, he's mugging for that camera, honey. I'm like, we get it. You're a yeah. stage actor. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm going to go from the back row. How? Do you think he was being too much? Should he have just not gone if he was going to act that way? Or is oh, this fine? Go. Don't go. Yeah, don't go. go. And also, if you do decide to go, make a bigger scene than you do at the end of the scene. And like, I thought it was funny that when uh, he does leave, and he was like, I don't like Republicans. I think there's a woman in the background who sort of like, like smiles and almost shakes her head like, oh, yep, we're all... Oh, I know we're the worst, right? It's like, ah, we don't believe in basic human rights. Yeah, I would take those like <laughs> those silly liberals trying to police us again. Am I silly. right? Uh, am I right, Karen? Yeah, I hate that. Silly. <laughs> I want to see Karen at the fundraiser. Like, oh, Tom, are you oh, coming God. to this too? <laughs> I didn't know you were here. Oh. What if he showed up and like Eileen's there, Karen's like, there, there. <laughs> Like, oh, thank oh, God, God, you're a Republican too. Now I don't have to feel so bad. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe Ooh. I will stay. Oh, then we head into, I think, the scene of the of the episode. <laughs> so across town, Ivy, having taken a few too many pills, falls apart during a huge ensemble number called The Higher You Get, The Farther You Fall, which, again, could we be hitting the nail 
on the head any harder. Um, featuring, it features Broadway star Norbert Leo Butts of, I'm gonna say of Wicked. He's gonna like, fuck you, I've done so much that's Wicked. <laughs> Catch Me If You Can, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, he's been many things. It's for the last five years. Yeah, and to Ivy's horror, Karen happens to see the debacle. Oh my goodness. Can I say, it was really, I thought, unfair to the character of Ivy <laughs> to not only have this moment for her, um, but also to have Karen be there. I'm like, God, guys, like, can we give her a break? Also, what I love, though, before this, this is when she like, falls apart, but there is an earlier, like, little quick part in the early part of the episode where it's just... It's just Ivy on stage doing the show, and she's like rolling her eyes, like, like she does that. But don't come to us with your worries <laughs> or complaints. <laughs> and I'm like, and I imagine someone who was in the audience, like, oh, that's a surly angel. <laughs> I just love, like, girl, you are still on a Broadway stage tonight. Like, what? Like, get over your fucking self. Like, I yeah. get it. You were gonna be Marilyn. Now I'm just stuck in the fucking chorus again. You're still on Broadway, um, still getting, you know, paid. You're still getting paid to be in. Still getting paid to do it. Also, I would like to point out that um, uh, Norbert Leo Butts was billed as special guest star. (laughs) Yeah. Chase, whose name comes out afterwards, is just guest star. He's not special. He's not special. You have you have to have a Tony in order to be a special guest star. No, yeah, that's how you're special. Yeah, he's like, I also, I also want to know when she has her meltdown on stage. Um, I tried looking this up, but I couldn't find accurate information. Yeah. I was just like, what are the actors' equity penalties for doing that? I want to know. Oh my god, it can't how be. She good. got fined. I want to know if she got her equity card taken away. I want to know because well, did she get fired from the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Um, or at least very fair because like, yeah. Ooh, she. <laughs> What's funny, though, about this number, though, is that at first, or maybe it's just me, the first half of her, like, going off, you almost think, like, oh, is she about to, like, have a Barbara Streisand funny girl moment and, like, be the comedic person that, like, steals the number, but then it becomes chaos. Like, it starts off, like, she's she's being so goofy. She's doing bits. And then it's like, ooh. It's getting bad. It's getting bad. You do know someone in that audience thought that she was like what she was doing was part of the show. Well, most of it until she falls, I was like, mm, whatever. The farther yeah. she falls, um, she, <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah. It, it also, it's really I think insulting to the character of Ivy to have her do this because I just don't. I guess maybe that's the point. She's such a pro, like she should be like beyond this. She's acting erratically, mm-hmm. but I just don't believe that her character would do this. I don't know, or do, I don't. Am, am I alone? It was the um, <laughs> what's the name of the drug that uh, helped with her sore throat? Prednisone. Prednisone. Because early in the episode, she does. She has a like a scene with Sam where she talks about these no. are drugs that I want. Just the, also, just like Marilyn, she's on so many drugs. Oh, so oh. um, and uh, he gave me some new stuff. Gave me some new stuff, yeah. Oh, come uh, on, I've been going through a lot of stress lately. But I was just wondering, I was like, did did your pharmacist not know that the combination of these drugs basically makes you incredibly high? Because- well, it, I also think she took more than she was supposed to. Oh, okay. She looked like she like put a few in her hand and was like, hmm. Like, well, here we are. She's like, let's really give in to the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
Well, after all of that, we do because Karen drops by to give Ivy back her fucking sunglasses. See, I was thinking to do. I was here to do something nice. What do you want? Um, but she then chases Ivy into the street and they come head to head in Times Square in our next clip. Ivy, Ivy, wait. Oh, you've got to be kidding. Are you okay? You saw that? Of course you were right there to see everything. Did you enjoy it? No, of course not. Of course not. Wait, I have your sunglasses. You're returning my sunglasses? You know what I did when I found your sunglasses? I threw them out. Whatever. You're nothing special. There are thousands of girls just like you. Millions of girls just like you. And you think this will never happen to you? This was supposed to be my time. It is your time. You're on Broadway. You're Marilyn Monroe. I was Marilyn for like five seconds. Well, I never even got to do her even once, so maybe you should stop complaining about how lousy your life is. You were weak. You were naive. You didn't want it enough. You didn't fight hard enough. You didn't put enough on the line. Yeah, okay. I didn't sleep with Derek. You're right. I didn't do that. But trust me, it wasn't because he didn't ask. Mm. You weren't the first choice. Sorry. Please. My mother said worse things than that regularly at Sunday dinner. School nights, too. What I love is when she's like, my mother said worse things at Sunday dinner. And so I just imagine Bernadette Peters being like, Ivy, you've gained weight. I can tell you have. You like cut to like a 10-year-old Ivy with just her hair is just as big and she's just as buxom. Just like doing a time step and, and Leonard's like, her mother's like, I was doing better time steps at four. And just like, Oh, Ivy. Oh, Ivy. <laughs> I can't imagine Bernadette Peters as like a mean mom, which I guess means she was not the best uh, mom around, yeah. which is fine. We love her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I What I love about the scene, though, is I feel like this is <laughs> the, the writers of the show using Ivy as like everything you might have wanted to shout at Karen if you are a hater of Karen of the sh- like during the show to this point. Her like, you are weak. <laughs> there are thousands of girls just like you. Because I'm always like, there are thousands of girls just like Karen. Like she's not special. It's, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. She's mean, not wrong. I mean, honestly, you could say that about um Karen. I mean, Ivy as well. It's like, oh, you're you're a curvy blonde that can belt on Broadway. Like, who wow, like you know, congratulations. Fine. Congratulations. Um, I love I mean, I love Megan Hilty, but like everybody has people that are just like them that's just reality unless you're someone like uh unless you're like carol channing where like i don't think there were a ton of other women like hi my name's sheila you know like that wasn't wasn't that thing (laughs) (laughs) you know Um, i think there were a ton of people like gwen burden's voice like you know that fire song oh yeah i I love her gwen i love her Uh. moment I loved working with Bobby. <laughs> she always sounds like she's about to cry. <laughs> her voice has that like, she's like, oh, I wonder if her trembling is just her vibrato. I can't or tell she's if she's had a stroke or if that's her voice since childhood. <laughs> and then if you notice like Anne Ranking, who Bob Fosse famously had an affair with, she also kind of talked like this. <laughs> 
a connection? Sure, I'll take it. Um, (laughs) A tie? What? Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I just, I love this scene because we get to to yell at Karen, and that's always fun. And also, (laughs) what I love. What I loved, I was like, girl, I feel that moment, is when you when you hear Karen be like, Ivy, wait, and you hear Ivy go, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I like, bitch, you are the last person I want to see right now. Or her to be like, you've got, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You just saw that? Because yeah. Have you ever had those people yeah. where like, for whatever reason you want to impress them or you want to like always be better than them and they happen to see you at like yeah. small moments you're like, like uh, I, I know in the theater I've had uh, these people where I'm like fuck why did you see that <laughs> they see like a bad oh I mean when I was in a show once where I had a moment I, I have not had many diva moments in my life like, uh, it's not really my type but I was stressed out uh i'm very stressed out and my shoe broke in like the middle of like running a number and i remember to be like stop stop we have to stop we have to stop and in my defense it was a number with only me and it was like a very hard number so it's kind of like i can't do this stop like 30 tappers yeah (laughs) you didn't stop like 30 tappers (laughs) stop everyone stop My shoe's back in. <laughs> um, no, but I remember, I remember I had to, they're like, they're like, just go change into your like sneakers and just do it in your sneakers. I'm like, okay, fine. So I run backstage. Then there's this one person in the show. I won't name names or the show to protect myself um, who I could not stand, could not stand. And I get into the dressing room and I'm looking for my sneakers. I'm like, where are my sneakers? Where are my sneakers? And then the guy who I hate from behind me, I hear he goes, what are you looking for? And I turn around and he's wearing my sneakers. And I'm like, I need my shoes. Like, oh, are these your shoes? And I was like, yes. <laughs> now, keep in mind, they were about two sizes too big for his feet. And we were doing a period show where my modern sneakers in no way would have been a costume piece. That's why I'm being so angry. And like, pretty much I was I, I was the Ivy and he was the Karen. I'm just going to say that. And I was very much just like, ugh. Yeah. So we've all, I think that's why I have sympathy for Ivy because when someone drives you to a point, you can really bring out the worst sides of your personality uh, in a way that you would never believe. So, um, and also, Ivy's having a bad night. <laughs> you mentioned like still you high on pills. It's just like, oh, fuck, is that Karen? God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I hate you. Like, let's remember, she's still very high right now. Um, I like when she goes over to the, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> when they go over to the, the the guy who's playing the keyboard. I feel like that is a very sobering moment for her. Oh, she, like, it, oh my god, I oh, love spoiler that. Spoiler alert! It's my Karen moment of the week. <laughs> oh really? Oh god. Where she's like, uh, if there isn't a Karen moment, it's that. <laughs> it's always, <laughs> I love the guy with the stuffed animals that dance. Oh my god. Love. <laughs> oh man. Um so moving forward, we also see we've already kind of touched on this, but we head back to Julia's house where Frank finally packs his bags and leaves Julia and their son Leo stunned. Um what I, this scene is wild though, because 
it's yeah you just have like your wife and your child both be like dude don't go and it's like he won't even like stay and have a conversation he's just like no fuck you i've got my bags let's get the fuck out also why isn't he kicking her out like why is he leaving I don't know. That is a very good question. Like, why is he like? I need you to go stay at Tom's house. Like, you need you need to get out of the house. Like, yeah. I just I I don't know. Maybe he's wanted the drama. He's <laughs> like, I've learned like, one thing I'm, from the. I'm theater. gonna turn Liam against you if you leave. <laughs> you know, I didn't have an affair because I wanted to have one. If your father forced me to, he hasn't touched me in years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um. We also see Tom walk out on John, the boring but handsome Republican lawyer, uh, to go check on Ivy. John is or, but, yeah. John is clearly bothered, but Tom leaves anyway, shouting about his dislike of Republicans as he exits, which is a, a very fun exit. Ugh. Even though I don't like Republicans, yeah. but I do like you. Why do you like him? We get it. He's cute. Like he's handsome, but he is dull. He is dull. Yeah. The best joke he makes on his entire appearance is in this episode. Maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard this character say is there's a huge stuffed bear in the room. And he says, he's one of our biggest donors. <laughs> That's the best joke. It's not even a great joke. But it's like the best, like, him, like, being witty, like, trying to have something fun to say. That's maybe the most uh, fun moment from John... Republican <laughs> handsome lawyer. John John Mr. Boring. Oh, Mr. Man. Boring man. Mr. Boring Republican lawyer man. <laughs> um we see Tom go to Ivy's apartment and find Sam who says that Ivy texted him to say that she was with Karen to both of their shots. We then see Karen and Ivy drunkenly sing a Rihanna song in Times Square with the man with the funny stuffed animals on his keyboard. Uh, Karen eventually gets this Ivy home safe Christ. and Ivy makes sure to tell Karen that they still aren't friends. <laughs> I love that. like, you yeah, we're not like best friends now. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. You know, the, the sad thing is um, love Smash, love Megan sure. Pulte, tolerance of Catherine McPhee, love that uh, Rihanna song every time that I when I rewatch, I say every time. Is Did a you enjoy that? that I, no, I fast forward to it every single time. So you fast forward through it. I fast forward through oh, it. Every I thought you said you enjoyed it. I was like, I'm you're alone in this one, buddy. I gotta tell you. Oh no no no! I um, it has all the elements of something that I would actually like, but this is just every time. Like when I rewatch the episode, this is this is not the content I signed up for. Also, I, again, same problem that we had with the last episode, which is this is a show about Broadway. We are here for the songs. I'm gay and I want some show tunes. Yeah. And all we get is Norbert Leo Butts being an angel. I guess he's like, you know, head angel. I don't know. Whatever that fucking show is about. Can I just say, Heaven on Earth, what is the plot? Is Heaven on Earth about? I would love to know a synopsis. Earth smash. Good oh, good luck, girl. I think I tried to look that up once. I didn't find much. Um, but yeah, it's it's just wild. But also, yeah, our two songs are that and then this street number. Again, again, like last week's episode. Or you could say two and a half numbers if you include <laughs> Brian Darcy James uh, singing. Also... <laughs> That song that he sings that he finds, it's very weird mm -hmm. lyrically. Like it's it's not it, 
it's a little clunky. You can see it was a cut number. You can see, <laughs> you can see it was a cut number. Yeah. Um, we do get Deborah Messing singing it in the second season. The writer has the empty page. She gets a real singing. It's like so bad. You know, between the, between this and how she would sing on Will and Grace, I every time that she sings, I was like, I don't know what your real singing voice is. That. I, what's funny, well, because here's the thing. I remember when she was on Will and Grace and the whole joke was like, she can't sing. And they would have her sing like a few times in the first couple seasons. I remember being like, yeah, her t- it's not that her bad. tone's a little like silly, but like she can sing. And then her her bad singing voice actually became like bad singing voice like later in the show. And you're like, oh, that is actually yeah. bad. And then on this show, she's so many times where like you see her sneaking in singing, and it's just her Grace voice from early Will and Grace. With the one yeah. like, I'm glad they disappear. <laughs> like you know, it's very just like, uh. it's, it's very that, very that. Oh, and I man. think she secretly wanted a number the entire show. And they finally were like, The entire show. What? Um, you can sing at a benefit thing, sing a song. Like, and she's like, Okay, great. I love it. Hit it. Now she's surprised she has not done Broadway. So maybe she is self aware. I mean, she, uh, I don't know. I feel like, wasn't she supposed to do something soon on Broadway? A musical? She, she, Broadway. No, not a oh. musical. I mean, she's only. She's done like offline. Like, offline. Well, that's that's what's so weird about Deborah Messing. Uh, I think she's actually a very uh, theatrical actress. Like, I, I actually think she would do very well on stage. I would love to see her in like, uh, like put her in a farce. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, give absolutely. Her, give her like a Boeing, Boeing. Give her a oh, Boeing, Boeing. Or like, what's that show that like everybody was in? for a second oh like it was like the biggest cast on broadway it was like nathan lane matthew broderick i think megan mullally was in it it was like it was like everybody it was like it was like a huge like when you think of like it's a big comedy where they're in period clothes and they're all funny and it was just like i remember it was like a stacked cast but i cannot remember what the show was called but like that i'm oh you mean like Blah blah blah. Just looking at this. Like, blah blah blah. Yeah, I I, blah, 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 I just remember it was one of those. Sh- I remember at the time, and this was like maybe like four years ago, five years ago. And it was just one of those shows that like everybody was in, and then the replacements would also be like very famous. So you could tell they were just like, get us as many stars that are available at this moment. And I remember it was, they <laughs> it was did the whole to thing be in a revival. Of- they went. Sorry. Oh, you mean it's only a play? Maybe. Because Megan Mullally was oh, in Oh, maybe. That. Maybe. Matthew Broderick was in that. That's the one that Rupert Grint was in when he made like, his Broadway debut. I didn't debut. care about Rupert Grint, but yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. I didn't know that he was going to be in a revival of Death of a Salesman. Oh, that'd be good. With, with Laurie Metcalf. As the main part? Oh, they're uh, gender yeah. flipping it? No, it was just, it's all it says on his Wikipedia page. It was announced in February 2020 that Lane would be starring in a Broadway revival. Oh, Lane. Lane. Oh, Lane. I thought you were talking about Rupert Grant. I'm like, oh, he'd be good as the son. I thought you meant he was going to play the son. I was like, oh, that'd be good. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to return. Oh, wow. I hope he does Angels of America when they bring that back. I've heard they wanted to bring it to to Broadway. It's been a couple years now, so I don't know. Um, oh, so where does that leap? Oh, here we go. Here, here. <laughs> um, did you think that 
Tom was being a dick to John the lawyer. Should he have just not gone to the party? I don't think he should have gone. Yeah, I, still, I don't know. Why would you go? Follow your instincts. Also, um, here's my thing. That's I hate to say like deal breaker, but like that's deal breaker. If a guy's like oh, I'm a Republican, I'm like, like no. we're not gonna, we're not gonna, and that and I get there are couples that are not the same party. Like I'm not saying it's not it's not possible, but I just mm, I don't know. I would never want to be <laughs> I would never want to be Tom at that party. Like having to just be like, hello, I'm also a human in this room. Oh, don't talk to me about my views. Like you know, like oh. ugh, get grave. Uh oh, we also see we cut to 5 a.m. and we catch in with catch in. We catch up with Tom and Sam who stayed up all night together. Um ooh, ooh, ooh. So, I will say the chemistry between uh freaking Leslie Adam Jr. and uh Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I always forget his name. It's like a very common thing. I always forget his name. Um, I always want to call him Tom, and I'm like, his name isn't Tom. Um, they do have very good chemistry. So so good that at the time mm-hmm. I very much thought that Leslie Adam Jr. was a gay actor. See, it's kind of it's kind of funny because Christian Borrell's good enough to play good enough sure. to play a gay man in music. He plays it convincingly, but not like embarrassingly or like insultingly. Yeah, um, that I also, I don't know, who knew that uh, Smash was going to be the show to make us question actor sexuality? Mm, I know. I, you know, I bet he's... Remind me when this is over that I have to tell you something. It's a, complete, it's a Smash-related thing, but it's a non-sequitur to this okay. episode about Lincoln Jr. Oh, screen. I will. Okay. Oh, okay. Then later at Eileen's office, Ellis lets her know that he doesn't want to be her assistant anymore. He instead wants to be a co-producer. He lets her know that he got a contact with movie star Rebecca Duvall, and she quickly reminds him there's an entire industry that he knows nothing about and keeps him in his place. <laughs> Which, honestly, I I like that they, they, they're so weird with Ellis's character because they'll show him trying to be, like, scheme... But then you'll always have Eileen there, like you're a, you're a fucking idiot. You're a child. What are you What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Eileen Rand, the only one who has perspective. Rand. The episode closes with Julia and Michael meeting up later that day to discuss the fallout of their affair as we head into our final clip of the episode. I'm sorry. Don't apologize to me. It was me. I. No, I shouldn't have. I should have... I'm serious. Don't apologize. What we did, we did together. And it exploded my whole life. Like a bombshell. But I'm not letting anyone say that it was not my fault. I like it. 
It's a good title. Bombshell. Bombshell. Okay, I, I continue only because I love the shot of her bombshell. looking out the window and just her going, Bombshell. Um, by the way, I've never heard the word bombshell used in that context. I feel like it's almost, it's not, but I feel like it is sort of the incorrect usage of that word. You couldn't rewrite the sentence and be like, you know, no one has said it blew up my life like a bombshell. No one has no. ever said that. No, no, no. It's very like, guys, we have to have her say bombshell. Like, <laughs> can we just get it like a more like, I'm sorry if I hadn't shown up at the rehearsal space that night looking like a bombshell in my pajama top it never would have happened oh god the funny thing is there's a, a line from will and grace from i think season five or six Ooh, uh, i'll know it where that's my sweet spot with will and grace. <laughs> it's where she she meets nicolette sheridan who is the woman who is going to be on the trip with her husband and she gets worried about it. she's like like, um, she's in that like horrible dress, that low cut dress, and she says, um, "Leah's not gonna cheat on me. I mean, look at me. I'm a freaking bomb. Freaking bombshell. Food out of her teeth. I feel yes. like that. I was like, that was way more convincing. Like I knew, like I was like, yep, I know. What you're about. Yeah. I know. What you're like, and yep, I know. And um, the same episode that had uh, Eric McCormick and Sean Hayes show up naked in bed together. Yeah. I, I might have been very excited by the image of that at the time. Mm-hmm. I was very into Eric McCormick, I must say. I thought what? he was v hot. Someone, someone describes him as a, a furry olive or something. He was like, <laughs> I think Sean Hayes does. Sean Hayes, later guest star of NBC Smash. Um, oh. But there was a. He was also. I, say, a, I love that of all the people from Will and Grace that could have been a guest on this episode, it wasn't Megan Mullally. Like, I think Megan Mullally would have been like the obvious choice. Like, oh, she can sing really well, so we'll have her play some. Even Harry Junior, like my God, let's not. Let's not. I mean, I don't want. I don't agree with that. I apologize. Actually, take that back. But that brings us to the end of the episode. Do you have any closing remarks before we move on to the Marilyn leaderboard? I never want to see this episode again. I never. Oh, I was like, I, God, I don't need to watch this ever. This again. is the only episode, and this is saying something because I lost my Maryland leaderboard. I was like, oh no. I, oh no. Oh, it's goodness. not just lit up on your wall somewhere. No. <laughs> like, bing, bing, not bing, bing. In, like glow in the bar, glow in the dark paint. <laughs> I imagine that you um, have like a revival of Assassin's soundboard whenever you give. <laughs> when someone gets shot, someone gives Karen point. Ding, 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 ding. That's what it sounds like to me. There's a little ding, a little ding. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, any any last thoughts on this other than I never want to say No. No. Also, it's so funny that, like, you know, the fallout of her affair very big dramatically but it's somehow stuffed in this dull episode like this would normally i feel like be a very like it's a very special episode of smash like you know it's it's but it's in this shit sandwich of of television <laughs> like i swear yeah it is like it's like they're like god fucking damn it we don't have someone for rebecca yet we'll make Phil, make an episode make an episode and there's also sort of- like, is the argument against when people say like I miss old television where you'd have like twenty episodes, it's like, mm, oh. do you? I don't think you remember 
the weeks I, I, I remember this was an old sensation back in the day watching like my even my favorite show there would be a week where i'd go like oh okay that was whatever i guess i watched it like even like i mean like buffy the vampire slayer was my favorite show but even that show would once in a while have a, a clunker like this where i'd go mm, this didn't need to happen this could have not existed like, I have episodes where if I tell someone, like, oh, you need to finally watch, like, such and such show, I'll tell mm -hmm. them episodes they can skip if they watch. I'm like, oh, by the way, you can, you do not need to watch that. Like, nothing happens. Yeah, that. just watch the recap. That's all you need. Watch the recap. I love Previously this on Smash was way more... Um... Previously on Smash. Oh, it's so, con it's so concise. It tells you everything you need to know in 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no, there's no horrible Times Square musical number. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so we go to our Maryland leaderboard where every episode, me or the guests can give points to Karen or Ivy towards being the defendant of Maryland that will be awarded at the end of the season. Are there any points we want to give out for this week? I would give Ivy points for, uh, actually I would give each of them a point okay. for, for the context of that fight scene. Because for Ivy? One. One for Ivy for basically calling uh, Karen weak and like yeah. really laying it. Weak. You didn't want it enough. Um, and then you I didn't take any happy pills. <laughs> and as much as I don't want to, I would give Karen a point for sort of uh, finally, like what, nine episodes in, telling hey, you're still on Broadway, which as much as I love Ivy, that is true, you're still on Broadway. Don't be Oh, no, it's definitely like, girl, like, you're on, well, I mean, you were, you were on Broadway. Uh, uh -huh. Also, but also that same moment, I was like, God, Karen, we fucking get it. You didn't get to play Marilyn. My fucking God. Like, stop bringing it up. But at the same time, someone's yelling at you. Yeah. Be a bitch bag. Or yeah. I, the main thing is I was, I love when she's like, um, I didn't sleep with Derek, not that I didn't have the opportunity. So I know. I was like, oh. And he did, I mean, he did come on to Karen before he did Ivy. He did. He did. But, yeah. So, yeah, and also, yeah. I'm going to give another point to Ivy for her pills. So I, I do think that really adds something. Um, I mean, and, I'm gonna give, and I'm going to give another point to Karen for her <laughs> slut sunglasses. Slut. <laughs> slut. 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 I wanted her to come home from like drinking with Ivy and have me like, where have you been? You look like a slut. <laughs> you smell like booze and you look like a slut. Uh, oh God. Oh, damn. Get in the corner again, you slut. Like, yeah, you you're sleeping on the couch tonight, slut. <laughs> slag. Slag? What a slag. What a slag. So this does lead to every week I have my Karen moment of the week, which is an episode, which is a segment where there's a moment in every episode where I just roll my eyes at Karen Cartwright and say, Ugh, I'm Karen. And this week's Karen moment of the week right. uh, happens when <laughs> Ivy and Karen stumble upon a street performer in Times Square and Karen's just tickle pink. Let's go to the clip. <laughs> He has these little dolls that dance on the keyboard. I see. She likes the crazy people. Of course she does. <laughs> I love it. Oh. I, I love it. We get another insult from Amy. It's also great. And that's the episode. Uh, 
It's not that exciting. Uh, I was I was very happy to have you back on the show. I'm sorry we didn't have a more fun episode to talk. No, it's okay. Any next time you come back, Uma Thurman will be here, and it'll be a, a much better time. Age in, age in. Oh. I want to do that like as a monologue someday. Just like <laughs> just all of them with a face and name to remember. To remember. Yeah, she's think... playing up like Blanche Dubois as Marilyn. Like, the past fades away because as of today. <laughs> it was like, it's bad. It is Which, bad. by the way, when she does that, I really want them to be like, okay, you're fired. You can't do this. <laughs> like, I, like... I mean, they are essentially like, ooh, if she wasn't so famous. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, imagine if you had like Charlize Theron walk in, like, oh my God, Charlize Theron. We're so excited, Charlize Theron. Then she's like, fade in on a go. Actually, funny piece of trivia, audiences. Did you know that at one point, Charlize Theron was supposed to play Roxy Hart in the film version of Chicago? And Rob Marshall, when he took over as director, did auditions for all the people that had been cast and uncasted her as long as I he uncast Charlie's Theron. No thoughts? Okay. <laughs> I I love uh, I don't I I am a, I have so many thoughts about Chicago. We could do right. Oh, I I love all the Chicago. Um, maybe you need to come back. We talk about Chicago on the show. What was the uh, What was the version? I think it was Madonna was supposed to be in it. Gold- and Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. At one point, Madonna was going to be, and you might think, oh, was Goldie going to be Velma Kelly? No, Madonna was going to be Velma Kelly, and Goldie was going to be Roxy Hart. And I remember at that point, I think Nathan Lane was going to play Billy Flynn. Billy? Yeah. I would would still like to see that version of that, please. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. My favorite alternate universe casting is the, what would have been the Liza Minnelli, Goldie Hawn, Chicago. I was very excited. I want to know what that was going to be. Or when I found out that uh, Kathy Bates was almost Mama Morton. Mm-hmm. That could have been really good in a very good way. Yeah. But I love Queen Latifah, oh, yeah. so I will not take it away from her. But this is not about Chicago. Listeners, <laughs> um, let me know if you would like to have Joey back to talk about Chicago. And I will just do it anyway, but let me know. Yeah. Um, but if every response is like, no, we don't want that. I'm like, interesting, like, interesting. Well, I really doing it anyway. <laughs> it's my show. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Well, Joey, thank you for coming back on the show. It's just more smash. It's the show we all know. It's like the back of our hand. We know it. Mm -hmm. We know everything. I did forget how many. I I, I haven't watched season one in a a while. I thought I remembered like one clunky episode between the workshop and when Uma Thurman shows up. And I'm realizing it's a lot more. There's a whole other episode without Uma Thurman. I think this the next one is. Does she come Understu- in? It's called understudy. Yeah, she comes in in the next episode, right? Well, the very end. Of the, the yeah. Which like, hey, like, I can't. in the bedroom. Like, oh, let me take. I'm a movie star. You can tell. Those are sunglasses. I've known sunglasses. Yeah. I'm like, just like I really. <laughs> I kind of wish like they would have walked in and like the camera would have been on the the stage section of the rehearsal hall and there was just a big sign that said like, Marilyn, the musical. <laughs> Am I in the right place? Am I in the right place? <laughs> I was just, the next one really is, it should have been, it, the episode should have been called like, Waiting for Duvall. 
because it is just them like, where's Rebecca Duvall? We have to start start working now. Now. I'm like, no, wait till she gets there. God, give him a day off. But I guess, yeah, that's next week. He's a movie star. Well, would you like to let the listeners know where they can stalk you online and, and, you know, support you, all those fun things? Sure, I would love the chaotic energy of a stalker. Mm. As long as you're really cute. Um, As long as you're attractive. (laughs) Only you're attractive. No ugly stalkers, please. Tell me, please. Um, you can find me on socials um, at Joey Moser 83 or if you want to read a bazillion things that I'm writing soon, you can go to workdaily.com backslash uh, ADTV. God, I know the same. I, know the same. <laughs> I don't believe you are for them. Uh, <laughs> At least some credentials. What? No. <laughs> and you can follow me on the socials at Zachary with no H or you can follow the show at IAW Podcast on all of the socials all that fun stuff and you know tune in Friday I will be talking about Black Swan with a returning guest Tom Cornell and I'm very excited to talk about all of my insane uh, not insane I have no I have no theory about Black Swan it has not been there hasn't been like an hour of video essay made on YouTube but I am uh, interested to share all of the theories about that movie because especially two homosexuals talking about black swan like we could really go crazy and of course we'll see you uh next week or i'll see you next week <laughs> maybe you'll see joey again next week maybe joey's just here for the rest of the show <laughs> what's to say what's to say people keep canceling i've had people cancel twice not that i would not have wanted to have joey not, come back but i remember originally i'm like you'll have to come not, back um, when uma's here and it's like uma's still not here i know no uma no uma <laughs> Get, but, your guests are pulling Rebecca Duvall. I know, you know, and so you're the Karen Cartwright. You are the Iowa moon face. I have uh, been so offended my entire life. <laughs> well, on that note, it's been great having you. Hot dogs. <laughs>